0: I think the most interesting thing I could ever talk about is what people are buried with. Anyone can wear a suit, right? Anyone can wear sweatpants. It doesn't matter. What's so interesting is the people who are buried with their glasses. We had one gentleman who was buried with multiple pairs of glasses because he always used to lose one.
1: This is Farewelling, the podcast where we talk about death and dying to learn more about living. everybody. I'm here today with my friend and farewelling funeral guru. She's the closest thing I know to a funeral industry superstar. Elizabeth Karansky, licensed funeral director, MBA, thanatologist, author, and most importantly, if you ask me, a pretty darn fantastic human being. Oh, thank you. I call her Liz. Hey, Liz, how you doing? I'm doing very well, Karen. <laughs> how are you doing? <laughs> Great. I'm so happy to be here with you. And oh, wait, Okay, I forgot one very important descriptor about you, and possibly to a lesser degree, me. But it's something that relates to what we're talking about today, so I'll just go ahead and say it. We're fashionistas. Obviously. (laughs) Although, despite the rain today, our hair is not maybe—I'd say your hair is a little more on point than mine is, but— Multiple flag iron sessions in my apartment this morning. It was just a deluge out there. Anyway, this brings me to our topic of today's minisode— and that is final fashion, or as I like to call it, you're dead. What are you wearing? <laughs> I like that. We're going to chat today about what to wear to a funeral, but only if it's your funeral, or as we like to call it, your farewelling. Because, well, doesn't farewelling sound so much better than funeral? I'm over funeral. It's only farewelling in my book from I'm now I'm not on. having a funeral. Okay. I'm having a farewelling. Farewelling. A couple of days ago, Liz, you and I were watching an old episode of... Gilmore Girls. Gilmore <laughs> Girls. And, of course, it's an episode that concerns a funeral. So it's Lorelai's mom, Emily, who's married to Richard. And Richard's mother, so Emily's mother-in-law, passes away. And the whole episode is about planning the funeral. Yes, yes. So what really struck us was just, first of all, all the chaos that goes on in the family, all the stress that comes out. Always. So even though it's Richard's mom who has passed away, it's Emily, Richard's wife, who's stuck. Which is actually quite common. It's usually the girl. Seventy percent of funerals in Ballpark are planned by women. Oh, wow. So Why does that not shock me? Same thing with weddings. Same thing with, oh, everything. (laughs) <laughs> Wait, back up. Back up. So what happens is the woman who had passed. Lorelei number one. Lorelei number one. Had left some instructions, right? And so she thought that she was being pretty specific when she said that she wanted to be buried in what? Fresh, fresh clothing. clothing.
0: I think you and I reacted the same way that Emily did, which is what's fresh?
1: Is it new? Exactly. Is it clean? <laughs> <That's I mean. laughs> so, <gross. laughs> so the point is then yeah. Emily has a meltdown and right. decides, forget it, she's had it. She's not exactly. planning this funeral because she finds... Wait, I I can't be doing spoilers now, right? It's too long ago. It's fine. I'm sorry if you haven't seen it. I can't help you. So she finds a letter that the original Lorelai had written to Richard the day before their wedding. Yes. Telling him, don't marry that woman. Correct. Having read that and realizing, okay, she's been married to this guy the whole time. She never knew that that letter was written the day before their wedding. So she's like, screw you. I'm not planning your funeral, lady. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. And she basically just goes off and starts, like, drinking scotch in the living room and leaves it to— Granddaughter, Lorelai. To do all of the planning, and she reluctantly takes it on. And so she really, you know, takes it seriously. She goes out. She gets fresh clothes. (laughs) Yes. And she drops them off at the funeral home, but she forgets— The underwear. It's a serious matter. I swear to you, like, (laughs) in all my days, I never even thought about this, that people, like, either do or do— I mean, I guess it's a personal choice, but, like— are you going to go commando? Like, no, you know, what's going on with that?
0: You know, I think, so most funeral homes will keep spare underwear. Okay. Out of respect, you know. Yes. But we always tell people, don't forget undergarments. Yes. I mean, bras, underwear. Yeah. Both matter.
1: Of course, by having this conversation, I just want everybody out there to know we're not being disrespectful when we're talking about underwear. I mean, this lady ends up wearing a pair of stra- underwear, strawberries. I think they were what was green up? underwear with strawberries on them. Yeah. <laughs> so now I can't get that image <laughs> yeah. out of my head. <laughs> I don't even know this woman. Yeah. She's a fictional character. but she's a grandma. <laughs> which is a grandma wearing, like, strawberry underwear, like, right. forever and eternity. Right. So my point being, even though she had left some instructions, they still were not clear enough, and they're still open to interpretation, you know? Right. But if you do take the time to kind of tell people what you want, you're helping them, you know, you're helping think about you. How, I
0: mean, it, just from that episode alone, think about how much time, effort, and thought went into trying to figure out what the wishes were right, and to make sure they were done properly or as best. And that's the problem is they'll never know whether it was correct or not. Is there
1: anything you have to do
0: clothing-wise? without getting graphic, it depends on how you die Mm -hmm. and the state of your body when it's in a casket. It also depends on what you want, you know, what your wishes are for viewing. Are you having an open casket? Mm -hmm. Like, that matters. Yeah. The rest of it kind of from there is personal. There's also religion comes into play. Yeah. And what's dictated to you. Yeah. So certain religions say just a shroud, mm-hmm. in which case decisions kind of made. Yeah, exactly.
1: And then as you're thinking about this, I mean, certainly it's like your personal preference, right? Like something that means something to you could be, let's say, a uniform if you are someone who's been in the service. In the military. Yeah, mm-hmm. it could be something from your past. I don't know. Yeah, like so you, I think
0: for a while people were wearing kind of. Their Sunday vest, mm-hmm. you know, if they own just a suit, they planned on being buried in that one suit that they wore to other funerals and to weddings, etc. Yeah. etc. Now, I think people are, you know, like with everything else in funerals, they're personalizing. Yes, for a while, we saw a lot of people, as you've seen, you know, dressed in casual clothes yes. because they were comfy, mm-hmm. you know, at the end. As people are sick for a while, you get used to seeing them. Yes in their cozy clothes.
1: And it also might be true that, like, let's say that you do have an illness. I mean, you may not fit into your clothes as you do. That's another issue. So funeral directors
0: are amazing at trying to make the wishes of the family or the deceased person come true. Mm -hmm. They can be creative. They can stitch things to make them a little bit smaller. Yeah. Tuck under, fold under. They can also, in certain circumstances, cut. They'll cut up the back of the blazer or the mm-hmm. dress to try to make it a little bit more spacious Yeah. if your body's So they're body. going to do their best to make they're it. They're going to do their best. It yeah. doesn't always work, but they're going to do their best. Can I just
1: ask you a personal question, though? Like, how do you feel about the whole, like, the open casket thing? So I am not a huge fan of the open casket.
0: I, as you know, and I started in this industry after having my father's funeral, I planned on an open casket for him. When I got there, he looked like a boggy. He wasn't <laughs> my father anymore. He had been bloated from a disease, I think it's very rare that someone looks, for lack of a better word, good. And that's unfortunately the lasting impression that we leave for many. Many haven't seen that person in a while, and Mm -hmm. they're coming to pay their respects, and that's what they see. On the other side of things is there's something great about being able to say goodbye. There's closure. You know, a lot of grief experts will say it's really good for you to be able to see the person dead and acknowledge That they're gone, Mm. and also there's, you know, a lot of religions believe in the importance of doing that and honoring them and being able to kiss their forehead Mm -hmm. or go up to them and kneel and pray Mm -hmm. and you know all of those steps. And for that, I respect it. It's not personally my choice, Mm -hmm. but I completely respect and understand why people would want to do
1: that. Yeah, yeah. No, those are all really good points. Because I was thinking, like, I don't know why anybody would do that, but those are actually really good reasons why you might consider.
0: There's also, I mean, there really is something to be said about seeing that person one last time. As hard hard as it may be. (laughs) Exactly.
1: (laughs) Today, I know a trend that is kind of bubbling up is the idea of green funerals or eco-friendly. Let's say just trying to be a little more eco-friendly in your farewelling. So I wanted to ask you, what about people who get buried in, like, polyester or synthetic? Because a lot of our clothing now has a lot of synthetics in it.
0: So there actually are designers out there who are designing shrouds that are completely biodegradable. And that's the thing. I think, unfortunately, when you get into the chemicals and what's in, you know, embalming, what's in caskets, you know, the clothing is the least of the concerns Mm -hmm. if you're not having a green funeral. Yeah. But as far as green goes, there are some great designers, particularly out in L.A., that are—
1: Making green clothing and shrouds in general are quite green as cool. well. We'll put a couple of those resources Absolutely. up on the website Absolutely. on uh, myfarewelling.com. I have like this vision of something that's very like gauzy and like, you know, like gown and like flowers in the hair and like, I don't know, is that something. What we're putting you in. I don't <laughs> know. I mean, this is what I'm saying. This is, yeah. okay. First of all, this is why we're having this conversation, because even myself, I mean, it's something that is a part of my work and certainly something that I focus a lot on. But when you really internalize it and you start to think about what those choices are, every time I think about making a specific choice, I think it's exactly the same reason that I didn't get married <laughs> because i <I'm> like, <laughs> I can't decide.
0: I think the hard part about thinking about this is it's easy, right? What am I going to wear? Number one, that's not easy. I went to an all-girls school for many years and wore a uniform. It's the best thing ever. Ever, I woke up in the morning and I put on a uniform, as opposed to I think about what to wear each and every day, and I'm wearing it for what maybe eight
1: hours. You know, the idea of what I'm going to wear for eternity. I know it's it's terrifying. It seems superficial, but it's just a part of that narrative. So that when you really think about it, it's it's not superficial. It also brings us into our own mortality. I mean, I know I'm gonna wear my black jeans. trademark. And that amazing belt. belt. Wait, let's talk about that now. Yes. How about accessories? How many people request to be buried wearing certain accessories? So I think
0: the most interesting thing I could ever talk about is what people are buried with. Their accessories are the most telling of their life. You know, anyone can wear a suit, right? Anyone can wear sweatpants. It doesn't matter. What's so interesting is the people who are buried with their glasses.
1: Wow, I know.
0: You know, so nice. or I we have one gentleman who was buried with multiple pairs of glasses. Just because in he case. always used to lose one. Back in the day when iPods were a thing, yeah. people were buried with their iPods. Oh wow. You know, have music in the uh, which is by the way, the Chinese believe that you should take everything paper replicas of everything. Hmm. You should take paper replicas of your laptop, your iPad, everything. Yeah, I'll take you to the store downtown where we can buy some. Wow, that's very interesting. And they'll burn those. And they believe if they burn that, then they go with the ancestors. Oh, wow. Yeah. But
1: down to the socks, down to the shoes. Mm -hmm. People put stuffed animals in. Mm -hmm. Well, I have this friend who, you know, we were having this conversation a few years ago, and she was like, I want to be buried in my diamonds. You know, she's really into diamonds. I mean, she has a lot of them. And, I mean, that's great for her and everything. But I was like, why would you do that? Then someone is going to find out that you're wearing these diamonds, and they're going to, like, dig you up and steal your diamonds. So
0: jewelry. Jewelry is really interesting, right? First of all, think about the fact that you're not vertical anymore. You're horizontal. So some of the jewelry, think about a necklace. Yeah. A necklace isn't meant to be worn while you're laying down. Yeah. Or like dangly earrings. Right. Not going to look as good, number one. (laughs) It's just not. And then as far as jewelry goes, I think a lot of us, a lot of us grievers, make the mistake of saying, oh, you know, of course we want to put mom's, you know, wedding band on her. Mm -hmm. Well, hold on. That thing is gone forever if you bury that. Yeah. Which is terrible. You know, a grandchild or a daughter or, you know, son may want that. Yes. To remember their loved one. So I always say, look, you can put it on for, the, if you have an open
1: casket. Mm-hmm.
0: Also, again, that depends on the shape of the body, right? Mm-hmm. Someone's finger may be too swollen.
1: Yeah. You can always try and do the best you can. Yeah. But it doesn't always work. Imagine if you are at that service and you're seeing your grandmother or your mother and she doesn't have a wedding ring on. Like that. Yeah.
0: No, I remember when I first started in the industry, I had a question of which hand you put on top when you fold someone's hands to put them into a casket. Wow. Which one do you put on top? I surveyed all the funeral directors, and there were mixed answers, and the only one that made sense was if the person's married and you want to show the wedding band, you put their left hand on top. I can't imagine seeing, you know, the people we love without their bands. It's kind of the one thing we get used to seeing them with. But again, if possible, I would take off after the open casket, and maybe have like a replica made,
1: travel was, jewelry. Exactly, like <laughs> for I, the long I know. trip. It is for the longest <laughs> trip ever. <laughs> well, I guess I would just ask you then, with all of your expertise, do you have any other tips that you would? I would say, as people are thinking about. Yeah, I would say
0: kind of keep updating,
1: keep thinking.
0: You know, again, there's no right and wrong. I think that's the part that is so important to me. I think if you're responsible for dressing someone else, don't put them in the stuff that down the road you or one of your children may want. Mm-hmm. You know, don't use the favorite tie if you're going to want to have memories of that tie. With my dad, I remember he had this pair of shoes that was, you know, his splurge purchase. And so we thought, oh, let's just, you know, he'll wear them for eternity. Let's put these shoes on him. And my brother came out and was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. (laughs) And I'm thrilled because they fit my brother. Mm. And it would have been such a disaster if my father, who never wore these shoes unless it was completely sunny, hadn't rained, you know, in the past three days or in the next three days. Oh, my God. Those Um, are really his favorite. Right. And I think something like that is just important to consider. You know, funerals, we rush to plan them. We don't have the luxury of time. We normally are not the most clear-headed. Yeah. And so if there's anyone out there, you know, who has the unfortunate need to plan a funeral and to dress someone, take a deep breath and think about something that's respectful. And just the funeral expert tip is for the most part, try to cover your body. So no tube tops? No <laughs> Like
1: we saw in the office
0: yesterday. <laughs> but yeah, for the most part, try to be covering. Yeah. You know, the more covering, the higher the neck, the longer the sleeves. Or just like wrapped
1: wrapped in a beautiful shroud. Like that's so lovely. Right. Absolutely.
0: Mm -hmm. Absolutely.
1: All right. Well, we'll we'll revisit this again. Yeah, definitely. And Liz, of course, will be back with us again very soon. Speak to you all soon. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for listening to this episode of Farewelling. If you like the podcast, please subscribe and rate us on Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Instagram at MyFarewelling, won't you? Hey, we're on Facebook, too, so hit us up in the comments. We'd love to hear from you.